previously on Quest Friends Forever. My name is Demi. I am the mayor here in Ripley. If you're trying to find where the Gravers from Remedy went, I saw where they went. I, I know where they went. What do you need from us to get that direction? Well, the horrible monsters from the dark would be nice to get rid of those. From the darkness, you recognize the body, the physical form of Foster Grant. I would like to reach out to knowledge. It seems like when you do your, uh, your blessings, it's a little bit easier for us to get a read on you. So why don't you go ahead and invoke those when darkness is around and um, we'll swing by. As Foster Darkness is looking at you, Jared, angrily, you see his eyes change a little bit. Well, where in the Sam heck am I now? From the direction the light is coming from, you see a cantaloupe fly into the scene. Reach for the sky. The fucking gods are here. The 15 physical forms of the remaining overgods and undergods have arrived. They all just place their hands on darkness and you see some light emanate from their hands and Feast steals out, be gone from this person. Foster Grant, the man sits up suddenly and goes, now just what in the Sam heck is going on in this place? We're back inside the Ripley Inn, where the physical manifestation of darkness sits against a wall, looking defiantly up at the ceiling with a slight smirk on their face as the overgod of light stands in front of them lecturing about the sanctity of polytheism. The remaining deities have formed a semicircle around this scene to ensure that darkness doesn't try anything, though some of them do look a little bored and or uncomfortable. Uh, you all get the sense that standing around in powerless physical forms for long periods of time is not their favorite thing to do. Demi the mayor and Hank the bartender are beginning the cleanup process of the huge fucking mess that has been made here in the inn, taking large push brooms and sweeping chunks of wood from shattered tables, broken glass, <laughs> torn items of clothing, dead flying darkness monsters, and random hunks of food, uh, taking them and pushing them up against the walls here. Every time they reach a wall, Demi takes a flask out of her pocket and knocks back a swig, partly out of celebration of this mess being over, but partly out of utter confusion about what has happened. After going back and forth across the floor a few times, she looks up to see that out of nowhere, Val and Ellie have also joined in the sweeping effort with push brooms of their own in a scene straight out of a sitcom fixing stuff up montage. And then in parentheses I have written, even though Demi is positive they didn't have any more push brooms on the premises. <laughs> Val's push room came from a leg of one of the uh, now rare unbroken chairs. Mm, yeah, those are rare in here. Yeah. So Val just smashed the the stool or the chair against the wall to create. <laughs> so what a you stick. broke? It's what? really it's just a stick. So it's like imagine so like you're pushing a broom, but if the stick that you're holding as you're doing the motion of pushing the broom mm -hmm. ends about a foot away from your lower hand, uh -huh. so not really doing anything to the ground, but the body motion of the one hand above the other and doing the sweeping motion with the stick from the broom. So you're miming sweeping at this point. Basically. So you're yeah. really not helping at all. I'm not even looking at the ground. I'm looking over at everyone else to make sure that I'm doing what they're doing properly. Okay. So it's like a, it's like a little kid, like, you know, dad's like wrenching on the car. Mm -hmm. Little kid's got a wrench and is over on, on the tricycle. Like, yeah, I'm just, I'm doing the same thing. It's not with a big the, deal. With the plastic tools, not really doing yeah, anything. It's exactly that. Great. Sitting at the bar, a bloodied and beaten Foster Grant is being tended to by Stephanie, with Jared also in the vicinity. Are you helping or are you just watching, Jared? At this point, I think I'm just watching. Okay. So just kind of supervising this effort. Yeah. Foster definitely seems worse for the wear. 
but there is no question that he is once again the upbeat man you all remember from your short time together back at the Pantheon. Oh, uh, no. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't remember. You're not even over there. You're <laughs> fake sweeping. He doesn't remember anything that has happened to him since he was possessed. So as you finish filling him in with what you know, he lets out a big old exhale and wipes some sweat from his forehead. And listeners, I had just turned back to the screen after reading my notes to see that uh, Eric is a cartoon cow. Jessica is a cartoon bank robber and David is on Sesame Street. We are all having fun with our Zoom filters today. It won't <laughs> let me use the avatars that they're using. And I don't know why. Oh, wait, I can change my lip color. Sorry. We're all role playing times two right. here. We really are. So as you finish filling Foster in about everything that has happened since he has been possessed because he doesn't remember, he lets out a big exhale and wipes some sweat from his forehead. And he says, well, that's quite a chain of events you've just told me about there, friends. Uh, I'm going to need some time to uh, process all that in a healthy way. Am I right? You know, one minute you don't even realize you exist as your consciousness floats aimlessly through an empty black void of nothingness. And then the next, you hear the voice of uh, an old friend. And he reaches out and gives Jared a uh, pat on the shoulder. Hello. An old, not you, an old friend <laughs> guiding you back to consciousness like a beacon of light. I gotta say, it means a lot that you all helped get that god out of me without, you know, chopping my head off or anything in the process. This, uh, this brain up here still has plenty of big ideas to put out in the world, and it would sure be a shame to disconnect it prematurely. Am I right, folks? Oh, yeah. We, we took plenty of precautions. We had a whole meeting about it before to make sure don't kill him. D don't kill him is what we said. I said to the group. We all said collectively, hey, make sure he doesn't die. Well, that's, what we, that's what we said. We were laugh we, out loud. We talked about it. I do appreciate. Laugh it. I mean, I did, I did take a quite a bit of of damage to the old the old body here, but uh, and he chuckles. But then the chuckle makes him cough because uh, the laughter hurts his body because he's very hurt at this point. Val, Val comes up and slaps him on the back. Oh God, that! All right, yeah, some some uh, some firm encouragement. You gotta love it when it's your friends telling you you, you can make it through. All right, just uh, just a little hard. That's all right though. Val does it again. All right, well, and I then think... walks away. <laughs> Let's just say you're a better sweeper than you are a doctor, my friend. Eh? Ah, all right, all right. Um, he he takes a moment to collect himself from this incident, uh, and as he's kind of uh, coughing and sputtering from this uh, firm pat he just received, you all turn to see Feast peeling off from this uh, group of gods over across the room, and uh, they start heading your way. They cross right through the path of uh, Demi's push broom, and and they stop. And they say, oh, I don't know, uh, you, you go ahead. But then Demi stops and goes, oh, no, 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 yeah, yeah, you, you go ahead. And then they both try to go and they bump into each other. And it's this, it's this really awkward moment. And they both, uh, they both giggle a little and kind of shuffle their feet. In this little shuffle, a, a loose piece of cantaloupe rolls away from Demi's debris pile at the bottom of her broom. And they, uh, they both go to try to pick it up at the same time. And their fingers briefly touch, causing them both to quickly <gasps> jolt back up and laugh a little more and... Uh, I'm just going to go over there real quick. And they point over at Stephanie and Jared and Foster. And uh, Demi holds her arm out in this big sweeping motion to say, you know, go ahead. Uh, and she she bows a little when she does this for some reason and then doesn't realize why she's doing it and stands back up. Feast awkwardly waves goodbye to her very quickly and then uh, walks over to the rest of you without waiting for any other response. Cute. Well, you know, for as messy as this whole situation got, you all saved it from being so much worse. 
you know, um, this isn't really something that happens to us a lot, but uh, we we gods, we owe you a debt of gratitude. And they tink, hold out, tink tink. They hold tink, out their hands, tink, 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 for a handshake tink, in the general tink. direction of oh. the group. I reach my hand out um, vertically as if to reciprocate said handshake, and as I approach their hand, I turn it horizontally. <laughs> as if to say pay up motherfucker money please pretty feast good, is unfamiliar good. with this uh, uh colloquial movement and goes oh um and sort of gently high fives your hand like yeah we can we can do that high um, five bro i Beautiful. say oh oh <laughs> no 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 um and then i do a gesture like oh nobody can hear what you're doing on the podcast like there. clasping it's like <laughs> Wait, everybody, everybody be quiet. Everybody be quiet. Everyone, shh, shh, shh. Like, like, ooh, come here. Come here. Mm. Like, like, um. Uh, you can just describe what you're doing with your hands. Yeah, of- I, well, I'm holding my hand, palm up, and then I'm flicking my fingers to slap my palm. Let's all do it as the if, microphones together to make yeah, sure we're really ready. One, two, three. One, two, three, go. As if babies requesting their lollies, <laughs> we require nourishment. Oh, oh, so, oh, oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah, we're gonna take darkness back to, to our realm here in just a second, and uh, I was gonna say before, before, uh, that happened, but I was gonna say that it is, it is my hope that we don't have to, uh, cross paths in physical forms like this again for a while, uh, as nothing really good seems to happen when we do, uh, you know, it's just a lot of, a lot of, oh, what do you mean? Well, you know, the whole darkness taking over the body the first time and oh. the, the big fight outside the Pantheon and now all this, you know, we seem to always meet on a, on not great terms, but, uh, but, sure but, thing. but, you know, lest you think we're ungrateful, we are very grateful. Uh, before we do go, um, and then Feast turns back toward the other gods and does the same, come here, this thing, uh, causing, I, I, mine's, is mine louder or is it just my headphones are louder? I think your headphones are louder because mine sounds loud too. <laughs> Jessica, what about you? I'm not very good at it. I don't really make <laughs> tremendous. Yeah, I think audio. mine is like mine's like a little fluttering. <laughs> well, it's fine. Feast does this motion, uh, causing some of the over and under gods to peel off from the group and head your way. Uh, it is Light, who is an Asimar, Knowledge, who is a dwarf in this form at least, Water who is a Triton, and War, who is a Minotaur. Uh, these Val four... goes up to War for a high five. Well, War is on their way over. Uh, oh. These four uh, head over to join this little chat, and then as they're walking over... Uh, well, Val's already coming over for a high five, apparently. Um, um, DM, yeah. can I ask a question? Sure. Um, war is, like, hot, right? Like, this pers- this this Minotaur is, like, hot? Oh, totally, yeah. Okay, great. Cool. If you Thank were you. a deity that could take any physical form, wouldn't you be hot? I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's that's all I needed to know. Thank you. Uh, they, not all of them. Like some of them are just are just what they feel comfortable with. Oh, you yeah, know, some but, of them are goofy. But war is like no, like rage, passion. It all it all goes yeah, together, yeah. right? Hey, it's bro. All part of the same coin. Hey, bro, back off. <laughs> that's my that's, god, bro. That's my god, bro. <laughs> you know what? Um, I'll I'm I'll be praying. I'm gonna, for you I'm, gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna god block you here. <laughs> Jesus, do it. <laughs> Okay, God block is very good. God, all right. 
Ellie also comes over to the group. She puts down her push broom and, and joins the group for this as the as the gods come over. And Feast continues, as our way of saying thank you for, uh, you know, doing this uh, again, again, defeating darkness, um, we are going to double down on the blessings you've received from us. So you can now do them twice as often. And uh, the DM tells you that is twice per day now instead of the once per day that is listed on your character sheets. You can all perform your blessings twice per day, babies. Oh. Um, Fuck yeah. Oh. The the gods that correspond to the collective use, um, they're all standing in front of the one that matches up with. Uh, so light extends a hand to Jared. Knowledge extends a hand to Stephanie. Water extends a hand to Ellie. And war holds out a fist toward Val, waiting for a bump. Uh, Val goes in for at the same time. Goes in for the high five, but the, oh, 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 it's the oh, high five, it, but the bump. Oh, it, oh, it, oh then I put. Well, then go back up. Switches the high five, but then you bump. Then I do the bump. Then feast says, and I'll just uh, take a step back and and stand here while you all do that, since no one chose me to get a blessing from, uh, which is fine. It's totally fine. Um, I'll just I'll be right here. Uh, I'm not leaving the conversation, but I'm definitely not part of what's happening. But so I'll just kind kind of be here in the background for a minute. Don't mind Val, me. <laughs> Val, cuts, Val cuts them off. And then goes over and gives them a hug. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, but you gotta you gotta do a thing over there because you're about to get you know. Oh. Sure thing. Oh, okay. Thank thank you. Love uh, is also kind of in the corner, just like you know, looking over at Val. Love's kind of looking from from their spot over by darkness, just going, humph. kind of a stuck up humph. So when you reach out to handshake or fist bump your chosen deity, mm-hmm. uh, you feel a jolt of energy as they bestow upon you the ability to invoke them and bring forth the powers they have granted you twice as often. Oh my goodness. Whoa. That's the feeling going through you. Do I have to write this down? Yeah. I can evoke them <laughs> twice as often? Your thing should say once per day. Now it, it should say, say that. twice per day. Well, the spin no. attack, make sure it says twice per day now. Or maybe like he has a secret secret pact with war because oh, apparently the an, bros. An off pod, off DM pact that... <laughs> that's yeah, totally legit yeah. yeah you can catch that little mini sewed on the quest friends forever after dark or um oh. at night oh. yeah. quest friends forever and ever are we doing yeah. porn forever that's, and ever thank you that's our, our, our version of talking dead talking quest yeah quest friends yeah. forever and ever so uh you all get this jolt of energy feeling the the improvement the increase in your blessing power as this feeling fades after a few seconds, Light smiles at you, Jared, and pats you on the shoulder and says, be safe out there. And uh, they they just turn and start to walk away. They've got lectures to uh, bestow upon darkness. Water, the Triton, shakes Ellie's hand uh, very enthusiastically, like the up and down, shaking her whole arm. And Water says to Ellie, may the currents guide you where you need to go. Uh, and Ellie <laughs> goes, oh, oh, okay. Um, Knowledge uh, gently puts both of their hands on Stephanie's and kind of pulls her down to eye level because, you know, knowledge is is shorter. Uh, And knowledge whispers to you, Stephanie, you're going to do great out there, dearie. I believe it. Uh, Stephanie tears up instantly. (laughs) War goes to give Val uh, what is intended to be a playful punch on the shoulder, but ends up just punching you really hard and staggers you. And then you kind of stumble back, and then War just looks at you and goes, so long, and uh, turns Val, to walk Val, off. And then Val says, so long, so long, so long. Huh, nice. 
with these salutations exchanged, Feast, uh, who was in the background casually whistling a tune, stops whistling and steps forward again, uh, this time speaking directly to Foster Grant. And Feast says, And for you, my friend, we deeply apologize for all the pain and suffering and interdimensional travel you had to endure while you were possessed. We can offer to take you back with us to the pantheon of your world, where we can see about uh, treating your injuries and maybe getting this, uh, I believe, sunglass business of yours off the ground. Uh, what do you What do you say? Is that What is that uh, agreeable? And a uh, a big old toothy grin flashes over Foster's face, and he says, "I say you got yourself a ding dang deal there, partner." And he stands up and gives Feast a uh, a cartoonishly overdramatic handshake similar to the one Ellie just got. And he says, But before we take off, can I say goodbye to my best friends here before we get going? Um, yeah, sure. Just join us over there by the door when you're ready. Oh, dear. No, thank you. And then Feast, before leaving, says to the rest of you, Thank you again, friends. Good luck on your travels, wherever they may take you. And then bows, but then again, doesn't really know why they're bowing. So then stands back up and, and walks away. Uh, once again, crossing paths with, with Demi when they do uh, and waves a shy goodbye to her. Aww. Tension. This is where the 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 uh, sad walking away music from the Incredible Hulk begins to play. Oof. And Foster turns back to you all uh, beaming with excitement still. And Foster says, you know, they say the night is darkest before the dawn. And for old Foster Grant here, it seems that that is quite literally the case. So long. I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say, so long. I didn't care for the whole, you know, possession thing and my He's body with being. My instructions. Hang on, I got, a, I got a whole speech here, guy. Hang on, my body being used Do for evil thing. deeds. So long. But as far as silver linings go, getting business so advice oh, from dear. deities. No, thank you. I know, I know. It's it's uh, it's very emotional. You can't stand to hear the speech. I understand. It appears that your memory engram is malfunctioning. As Getting... a model XFCD, nah, I'm all good. My noggin got a little knocked around. Protocol. I got a little one, but Would I gotta like say, I'm assistance? I'm feeling quite better. Thank you. Getting closer to my best oh, no. friends ain't so bad in so my long. book. Listen, chums, let me get this out. Listen, chums, thanks for everything. And he uh, exchanges. Would anyone happen to have a healing potion? I sure could use one right about now. <laughs> oh, that one's new. You must have leveled up recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> he exchanges uh, firm business handshakes with Stephanie, and then Ellie. And then Val. But when he gets to Jared, he smiles and says, nah, bring it on in here. And pulls you in for a hug. Um, in this hug, I'm like, oh my God. Oh, oh, um, that's a, that's a pretty firm hug you got there. And uh, as, as Foster clutches you in his arms, he lowers his voice to a whisper for the first time. He's always, he's always up here at this register, but he, he lowers his voice for the first time. And he says, Thanks for being my light out of the dark. And then he, he pulls away, smiling bigger than ever, and uh, looks at the four of you and says, Until we meet you. again. Until we meet again, my friends. He's crushing so hard. He's he's uh he's he's feeling grateful. Um I am rendered speechless. Ooh. A first. A quest friends forever first. He lingers a second longer you know in movies when people just look at each other and make eye contact for just an extra second or two to let the audience know um that happens and then he walks over to the door to join the 16 deities of your world all of them waving at you like the end of a movie except for darkness who sticks their tongue out and flips you off and with the blink of an eye the gods 
plus Foster simply vanish out of sight. Uh, wow, that was quick. Yeah, I think we've okay. got, um, we still got people to save. They're going to do their own thing. Yeah, that like felt like the end, but it's not. Okay. Maybe it's the okay. end of their, of their plot line. Of the podcast? Ellie says. Uh, <laughs> Demi, the mayor, uh, drops her push broom at this site of 17 individuals just vanishing and shrugs, walks over to the bar, slumps down on a stool, tilting her head back as far as it will go to get the very last remaining drops out of her flask. And lets out a big old sigh <sighs> and says, well, that's not certainly something you see every day. Uh, not sure how I'm ever going to forget about that. But alas, uh, I've got a town to put back together and turns to you, uh, Stephanie, and kind of shakes her finger. She's a little drunk at this point, shakes her finger at you and goes, and speaking of not forgetting, in exchange for that great uh, day saving y'all just did, I believe I owe you some information about those folks you're looking for. You are so right. You know what? When when you're right, you are absolutely right. And I totally remembered. <laughs> that's what they said. That's why that's why they elected me the mayor. Um, the, the mayor? I, I don't know why I said it that way, but... Uh, mayor. All, all right. Oh, yeah, mayor, she says in Back to the Future voice. She goes, all right, all right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, uh. And she she grabs a uh, a bar napkin that is within arm's reach. And pulls out a um, a quill or, or or a pen. Maybe they have pens in this world. Uh, something to write with. And she starts drawing a, uh, a a crude looking map here on this bar napkin, talking as she goes. And she says, "If you were to try to track the uh, gravest movements to see where they uh, see where they went and get where you need to go, uh, it would take you uh, a, an extra week at at, at least out there uh, with your, with your tracking skills." She says, as she scribbles the unmistakable symbols of various landmarks on this bar napkin, like mountains, forests, and wavy lines for rivers. But since you're all traveling much lighter than they are, uh, you can take a shortcut. And after a moment of drawing, she slides this napkin towards you, uh, pointing at various parts of it as she speaks. And she says, you see, they have to follow the path along the river to travel with that big group and uh, keep their rations up. And that means... They're going to have to go all the way around the Peace Lily Forest in a big semicircle. But you four, you can just cut right through the forest and go directly. And she slams her pointer finger down on uh, a big skull and crossbones she has drawn at the top of the napkin. You can go directly right here. That's where they took your people. Fort Fate, they call it. One of the biggest and most important bases of operations for the Gravers. Outside of the Landgrave's castle, of course. How you plan on getting in and out is up to you, but you should only be a few days behind when they show up with your remedians. Okay, and she, she slides it over to you. I need you to back up just a minute. <gasps> um, All right. This doesn't look like a fort, so... Oh, I just wow. that's a symbol for danger? Uh, you're probably going to oh, see... There's, okay. there's a lot of gravers there. It's um, not going to be an easy task. I mean... I wouldn't go there, is all I'm you saying. You could have still... I mean, it's not a fort. You could have still drawn the like. Fight, fight, fight. Jesus, fuck. She can't um, fight. I mean, it's she just confusing. It it's confusing. A, I mean, just... like if there's just a skull and cr- like if it's if it's the bone daddy over there. I mean, I've already met him. Uh, well, I don't know I what that means. I need to meet him again. I wasn't here you for that episode. Both. Did we meet a bone daddy? I didn't listen to episode two of this podcast. So a long um, time ago. Oh, the horses! Yeah, we've come a long way, haven't we? Fuck. Or I guess you have. I haven't been here. I'm new hey, to this. Wait, this DM. Yes. Where are, where are the horses? 
Uh, they're in the uh, you left them in the Petrichor Forest with Timothy Timothy in the other world. Are they okay? Uh, we smash cut back to the Petrichor Forest in Constance Part One, where we see Timothy Timothy and Sari Jeinfeld taking the horses for a walk uh, in the middle of a, a a grand meadow and feeding them a big bag that says oats on it. And it's the scene like in Zoolander, they start like tossing the oats at each other and just laughing and having a great time. Yeah, everyone's having a great time. What do they call them? Oats. They should where's, call them. Where's Hull? That's what he was saying. They, they should call them uh, boats because they float. Am I right? What's the, okay. Smash cut back to where we are. Uh, Demi pulls the napkin away and angrily draws uh, a little square. Can we go back to, to the, the horses and we wait Jesus for Christ. a horse just standing there, just standing in the middle for like a good beat. And then the horse takes a shit. And then we jump cut back. Yeah, we smash cut back to we see wait, we uh, wait, we wait for the pl- We wait for the little plop. Uh, as Timothy and, and Jerry are throwing oats at each other, Horace just, and then we cut back. So we have yeah. that way. Don't worry, guys. We got a fart joke in this one. We did it. <laughs> we managed to put some poop in this one. You're Congrats. welcome. You're welcome. Um, so she draws a little square on this napkin. There, there. Now it's a foy, and she pushes it back to you. Okay, thank you. Um, I have Christ a alive. follow-up question. Um, sure. A couple questions. Um, one. She's refilling her. She's refilling her flask as you're talking. One. What can you tell us about the forest? And two, what else can you tell us about the fort? Fort Fate? Yeah. Uh, I've never been there myself, but as I said, it, it's one of the uh, most important bases of operations for these gravers. It's one of the big ones. A lot of They take a lot of people there. So I imagine there will be uh, lots of prisoners, lots of gravers, you know, uh, a, 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 a much more uh, occupied area than perhaps you saw uh, back at, I believe you called it Remedy, the nearby town. I guess I would also call it Remedy because I'm from here. So, yeah, Remedy. <laughs> a, a more secure operation is what you should expect. But the forest? What about that? What, oh, the what, peaceful forest? Is course? there anything we should know? Still why did they go? Why did they go around it then? Though, oh, I mean, it's kind of dance. It's kind of a dance forest. You can't really uh, get a bunch of carts and, and guards and prisoners through there. Uh, they gotta take. The, oh, the, so it's just a dense forest. I got this. Yeah. Then we're so. Oh good. no, no, no! They didn't go around it because it was dangerous or anything. Let's they just get gotta... this party started. Oh, all right. I literally thought you said dance forest as well, and oh, I was dance. like, dance. Sorry, I have I have a perfect accent, so you know it's hard like, to pronounce on... words sometimes. I was like, you know what? That's actually sick. If we have to dance to get through there, a, a and if dance. you don't dance, they kill you. That's fucking not cute. not dance dance. Let's get this party started. Falling upon a halftone. Um, yeah. No, so it's not. It's not a. Uh, it's it's just a dense forest. She said that the uh, the gravers have to take their big convoy. Uh, they travel the path along the river to both kind of uh, you know larger paths and also to you know keep their horses uh, Horse energized and, and, dancing. and they can get fresh water and stuff like that. Um, it'd be hard to get their whole their whole convoy through the forest. So once again, I am uh, very grateful. But uh, that's about all the uh, inform. I've, I've served my purpose here. I believe that's all the information all I have. I, I, you know, you can stay here for tonight if you want to get a fresh start tomorrow, but uh, that's about all the dialogue that I have, so cheers, friends, and take another big swig. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the mid-episode break of this episode of Quest Friends Forever, the D&D podcast you're listening to right now. My name is Danny. I'm the DM of this show. Uh, right now it is very very hot when I'm recording this and I don't have air conditioner in my apartment so I had to turn off all my fans and close all my windows to do this recording which means it's very very hot so let's do this very very fast.
The Nostalgia Network. You know it by now. www.thenostalgianetwork.com. That is the site and the home of our podcast network, which we are on, as well as shows like The Nostalgia Podcast with Eric and Jess about movies, The Mumbles and the Appas about Avatar The Last Airbender with Eric and Jess and Dr. Amber Jones, and The Lousy Advice Podcast, which is about music with Eric and his band Lousy Advice, Jake and Shelby. They're all good shows. They're all worthy of your listenership. Go listen to them, download all the episodes, binge them immediately, and you will be a happier person, guaranteed. Once you consume all of that media, you're going to want to review it, obviously. You're going to want to tell the world that it is great and make recommendations to all your friends, obviously. The best way to do that is to leave us ratings and reviews on your various podcast apps of choice, whatever you are listening to right now, for example. Uh, Five-star ratings seem pretty good to us, seem pretty fair. You know, it's uh, it's just a, just an accurate depiction of, of our talent, really. Uh, reviews are also are very helpful. Uh, you know the drill by now. Those are, are very good for us, for all of our shows, uh, this show especially, because it's the one you're listening to right now. But all of them, go ahead and do that. And if you want to keep up with the shenanigans of this show, Instagram is the place for that. That is where we do our social media business at Quest Friends Forever, obviously with the number four. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff there. You won't be disappointed with a follow of that profile. Uh, much better than many of these other profiles. I've seen a lot of them around. And honestly, gang, uh, some of these Instagram profiles, not up to snuff, but ours is. So give us a follow there, please, please, please. And that's it. I'm going to go turn all my fans back on. You are going to enjoy the rest of this episode. Thanks so much for listening. We will have a new one for you in two weeks. Bye-bye. You stay the night. One more night here at the Remedy Inn. No, not Remedy. Ah. You stay the night. One more night here at the Ripley Inn so everyone can heal up and regain your spell slots. Um, Question for the DM. Yeah. Uh, will the wax figures come alive at night? You know, it's not a museum, so I think you're safe. Okay, thank you. Um, I don't, I don't know what that's in reference to. Ripley's, believe it or not. Yeah. Oh, Remember? I don't believe it. That was sorry. A joke we made. Are you talking about the, yeah. the guy, the dog that could fit four tennis balls in their mouth? Or whatever? Yeah, because I mean, the, it's really just like Can showing that b- unbelievable things have happened, but they do a lot of wax figures. Also, it's not Madame Tussauds, imagine- but it's sort of. Can you can you imagine like how many nails that guy nailed into his nose? Like, there was more than five. I, I mean, I wouldn't even be able to imagine it. It's quite a lot. I don't believe it, personally. I, I, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> oh! So, you leave Ripley. You enter the nearby Peace Lily Forest. And thanks to the knowledge and expertise of your companions, Stephanie and Ellie, you <gasps> pass through the Peace Lily Forest without incident. Oh, wow. That was like, that's just it. I was and like, pers- okay, we're going to have to like be here for a sec and we're going to do some like cool ass nature shit. We definitely no. spent like you six put- episodes in a forest before and we it's are true. not going to do that again. But some weird so, dark crystal so shit, emphasis though. on the peas. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's not just a clever name. It's a peaceful forest. Uh, you make friends with a deer at one point. How about that? Fuck yeah. What's <laughs> the deer's name? Rod- wrinkles. Wrinkles. It's wrinkles. Wrinkles. Because they have a thing with their skin where there's too much of it. Mm-hmm. And so when you pet them, their skin kind of wrinkles. Yeah. Like a pug? Yeah, but it's like, but like on the back. Yeah. And uh, and Stephanie cast speaks with animals on it. And the deer says, you're my best friends. Okay. Um, okay. And this then Val scares really them because Val gets dumb. really excited and wants to do the spin attack and chops down a tree. All right. None, none of that. Actually, I'm not interested in this deer anymore after that voice. He says, 
actually, you're my best friends. Okay, this deer's fucking sick. <laughs> I'm right back on it. Okay, deer, tell me everything you fucking know because we're Here's at the rock. the knowledge of the forest. Oh, so, fuck yeah. after a two-day trek through the peacefully forest, a peaceful trek through the peacefully forest, you reach the edge and you peer we're out. We're about to break. Everything you say to me. I need a little runaway. You peer out through the cover of trees and bushes. Up ahead, you can see that since you have circumvented much of this long, long path, you are already in eyeshot, or with, you, you can see up ahead the imposing walls and buildings of a fort that you can only imagine is Fort Fate. You can see a wide trail going up a large hill where about a mile up, it ends at this uh, collection of walls and buildings Question imposing DM. off in the distance. Yes. Is it daytime or nighttime? Currently, it is daytime. Okay. Should Sometimes we wait until nighttime tell... to go to the fort? Well, as you are looking at the fort and perhaps no, deciding straight to the doors now, do, bang on them, let us the fuck in. Much closer to you than this mile away fort, just a few dozen yards up ahead of the border of this forest, you see a single cart parked unmoving near the gently rushing river. Single by choice or just unlucky in romance? Uh, you know, it, it's doing its best out there, but, you know. Okay. Well, um, you know, you got to do what you got to do. I get yeah, it. You know, sometimes you got to meet a few other carts before you find the one. Uh, the cart is filled with some kind of uh, burlap sacks. You can't really tell what's in them. And attached to this cart <laughs> are four black horses that could colloquially be called murdered out. Um, I go to the cart and I pull out one of these burlap saxophones and I just start fucking uh, wailing. I start so playing. I'm like, did I say saxophones? You said burlap sax and sax is short for saxophone. Got so it. I mean, Canon, I don't, yeah. you, you gotta be a little bit more because you know what? It's magic, baby. That's the name worried. of the game. I was Val, the Val, knows, Val knows that Jared doesn't have any actual musical talent, and it's just going to sound like hot garbage. So because well, I'm because I'm because I'm I'm their friend, I actually just start playing uh, guilty. What's the what's the song? Guilty feet. I'll, guilty Guilt- feet. What's it actually um, called, David? I don't know. Got what's the song no called? No rhythm. Yeah, that Care- one. Uh, Careless yeah, Whisper. Yeah, Careless yeah. Whisper. Val plays Careless Whisper really loudly no, behind him. Fool. Kind of like, I'm like tucked around the back of the cart so you can't, like, as if there's a camera pointed then, at him. But I'm but, behind the cart so the camera can't see me. But, but I'm then, playing it very loudly. Because Val also thinks that they're a really good musician. It cuts away <laughs> and both an of asshole. us are just really bad at this. <laughs> We're both just like so off key. A bunch of shitty noise. It's happening. How does how does Val even play this saxophone? It's just like I have a Val is in my just chest. tapping on the buttons. Yeah, I think I think Val's just tapping on the buttons because you know there's no like breath control there, thinking that they're making the sounds that Jared is making. Yeah, and I turn to Ellie and I'm like, "Is this like the Nega alternate version of the horse core?" <gasps> Ooh. Do they have matching names, and do I need to find out? I mean, I guess there's only one way to find out. Yeah, talk to the animals. I'll just sing "Careless Whisper" at them until they talk. Yeah. <laughs> question. But okay, I'll question whisper for, it carelessly. I'll Esta- carelessly whisper "Careless Whisper" into their go. ear. Establishing canon question for the DM. Guilty feet. I got no rhythm. Does uh-huh. so Val is basically a computer with legs at this point, right? At this at this point. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Does. 
Does that also mean that there's like cool, sick RGB fans for airflow to make sure that the CPU stays cool? I think we did establish at one point that Val has fans. Ruth okay. Bader Ginsburg loves Val? Oh that my means, God. Thank you. Does that mean that there's an exhaust port? And secondary question, where is that exhaust port located on Val's chassis? I'm pretty sure we've had this conversation and you do have a butt. Oh, it's coming out of my butt? Yeah. Again, look around <laughs> you at the screen and who is talking and who is on this call. Where else would it come from? So does that mean that Val can literally toot a horn? Yeah. <laughs> Talk about uh, guilty feet. Okay, so I didn't mean saxophones, but I'm kind of like this. Do you do you want it to be saxophones? No, I was just being a dumb little baby. Okay, because so that would I, be okay. What if there's saxophones inside of the burlap sax? Like they're being smelly. burlap saxophones and burlap sax. Burlap. Wait. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. You so know, like, like you call. know, like you know, like in like a shitty '80s action movie where like they uncover the the M16s, or whatever. But it's in a crate. Mm-hmm. And it's just got like straw and burlap. Like that's how you transport guns. Apparently mm-hmm. it's that, but it's saxophones inside. Okay. But here's a better question. Would the saxophones be made out of brass or would they be made out of wood or mm. would they be made out of some other metal material that we've yet to discover? Yeah. So we pull back I- out of Val's imagination of this whole scene. <laughs> Val and Jared sharing one thought bubble. Um <laughs> Pull back to reality, and the four of you are once again looking through the the brush. You're hidden here at this point behind the brush and the trees, looking out oh, of oh, the. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh. Before we get out of oh, we zoom back into the Stephanie does use speak with animal to find out what the name of the horses are. Okay. Um, now we're um, all sharing the same thought bubble, and oh. Ellie too, because she was also like, oh, right. I mean, whole, you can probably whole, find out. This whole journey was in my imagination. So yeah, we Bell have horse, 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 and horse. Is this? Uh, this is, uh, we have named so many other horses on this podcast already. Fallon, Fallon. But that would honestly wait, wait, be wait, funny. Wait, wait. And wait, especially wait. if it's in Val's mind, now listen, that listen. would make sense that it's like, what are your names? <gasps> horse, 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 and horse. We have horses who are named horse, 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 and horse. It's a chorus of horses. Of course, of course, a horse. Of course, of course, a horse. Of course, a horse. Their names are Winnie, 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 and Winnie. Mm. All spelled different. I was oh, gonna go with good. I was gonna go with Fallon, Stallion. Uh, Do you think Fallon and Stallion rhyme? <laughs> They're close enough. <laughs> Is that what just happened? <laughs> Hold on, stop. You think those rhyme? <laughs> Come on. All right. Oh my They're, god, your face close. was so cute. Both <laughs> Eric and David. Your okay. faces. All right. Incredible. Okay. We zoom back out of this shared dark twisted fantasy. The four of you are once again staring through the brush at this cart with sacks, S-A-C-K-S, of burlap. Sacks with Avenue. He's looking at this cart, and it's got horses and some sacks, and, and there's a, a bunch river of musical nearby. instruments that are being smuggled across the land. What do you do? Um. Yeah, what do we do? Should we Val raise goes it? Up, Should we Val investigate? goes up to the horse in the front and tries to get their attention. Hello. Hello. Well, is there anybody else there besides the horses? You don't see anybody here in the forest. Okay. I feel like there are people who are going to sneak into this. So I'm going to stay hidden and I'm going to use my mage hand and I'm going to start like, and by that I mean moving shit around and like investigating the cart. What is in there? Are there goodies? Oh, trying to like shake the bags to see if you can tell kind of what's yeah, in there. Yeah, see if, see if there's stuff inside. Okay. So while Val's walking up and Jared's doing that, Jared, um, you don't need a roll. It's your mage hand. You have a special mage hand even. 
So the first sack you pick up and shake around feels like apples, fruit of some kind. Okay. I set them back down. Mm-hmm. I pick up the second bag. Uh, this one's heavier. This is, feels like um, you can barely move this one with your mage hand because the mage hand's not as strong as you. It's like uh, a, a grain and oats. Mm. Cut back to Timothy Timothy and Sari Johnfield having an oats fight and then cut back to where we are. Perfect. I'm going to go ahead and set those back down. Okay. I go to the third bag. Yeah. Uh, this one is boxes of milk, like from elementary school. Oh. Cho- chocolate or regular? Wow. Wait. Both. And they're just sitting out? Uh, not, there's, not being refrigerated they're at in, all? They're in a basket full of ice. That's unhealthy. But the ice is kind of melting, so now it's just like a, a pool of cold water. This is about to get gross. All the cardboards <laughs> are all the cardboards really soggy now? Yeah, they're getting soggy. Soggy cardboard. Yuck. Okay. Uh, so, Val, you walk up to the horse? Yeah. Okay. The horse uh, the horse has this like cool like fucking mask like like a like a cool murdered out armor like it like goes like between its nose and like you know it's cool cool looking horse mask yeah. and the horse looks at you and says and doesn't react Hello. otherwise wait question mm. does this look like a military horse uh as i said it is murdered out and it is wearing armor okay aren't i a famous weapon of the military you sure are Shouldn't this uh, ranking horse of murdered outness recognize me and bow down to my fucking power? Well, it is a horse, uh-huh. so not necessarily. <laughs> not every horse can be as special as horse, 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 and horse. We are very spoiled. We do have the best horse. You do have the same. best horse core. That's true. Uh, of of lore. So Lord horse core. The, the horse doesn't say like howdy or anything or bow down to you, but uh, it, it just kind of at you. I guess I wouldn't really automatically recognize that as I would just be like, "Ooh, cool, a horse," and I would mm-hmm. say, "Greetings, I am a variant Alpha Psionic Altonian Lexo Transceiver Unit, model number XFCED001, but you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you." The second horse up front says, <laughs> "Laugh out loud," because the horse told a joke. Oh, okay. You have that horse bond already. Sure thing. Hey Val, roll a perception check. Oh boy. The rest of you also can if you would like to, but Val has to. Ooh, okay. Uh, 20, not natural. Um, so I rolled a five, so I got a 16. God, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, you're, you don't, because you're too busy imagining the thought bubble still, but apparently you're fine. Do I have to roll two? Thank you. If you would like to, you don't have to. You're, okay. you're, no, you're, you're, you're busy shaking the bags, I guess. You're okay. fine. Uh, yeah, my, my chair broke, so I'm trying to fix that. Oh. Uh, Ellie got an 18. So all of you... Pass. Uh, Jared's not participating. Jared's shaking sacks. He's doing a sack shake. Sack uh, shake. So, Val, you see it first and also best. As you are communicating with these horses, down a little further beyond this cart, down by the riverbank, you see four individuals in black armor. Are they kissing? Their... No. Like, is this a, a cute little kissy break? That unfortunately they're like, oh, not. We're going to kiss before we get to the fort because, like, I mean, um, what if they're not be kissing? Big tough guys there, but like, like, we're know. on duty. They're not kissing, but they're having a little picnic. Uh, these four folks in the patented black armor that you now recognize belonging to the Gravers sure. are uh, sitting on a, a blanket they have laid out by the riverbank. And they're all eating sandwiches. A couple of them do have apples from the bag. Uh, Are drinking, you sure? They're drinking that they're the box not milk. Kissing. They're not currently kissing because so they're gay. I feel like they just like they sound set this gay. Up. Are they gay? Mm-hmm. It's not gay to have a picnic. 
Picnics are gay inherently. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. It's the other way around. It's not gay to have a picnic, but picnics are gay. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So if you have a picnic, it's not inherently gay, but the concept of picnics and the object Got of it. picnic in okay. general is a gay thing. I'm, I'm yeah. learning. No, I mean, I mean, I mean they in like, like set out a little gay blanket sex for themselves way. and everybody. <laughs> yeah. So these are four gravers. Uh, Stephanie, you you can kind of see gay- them. Gavers. Gay. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> Stephanie, Get it you can right. just, Stephanie and Ellie can see the tops of their heads now that you are looking specifically. Like you can kind of crouch down, so like under the cart, you can kind of see down the hill a little bit. You see like the tops of their heads, but Val can see them clearly in all of them. Uh, they have their backs to the cart at the moment, all uh, looking out at the river, uh, eating sandwiches, eating apples, drinking the boxes of milk, having themselves a little picnic here by the water. Do they see me? Uh, their backs are to you right now. They're okay, facing so- the river. And the river, uh, it's not a, it's not like a roaring river, but it definitely has a current. So there's a is little it, bit of kind of ambient noise. And, is it romantic? Uh, Are they giggling? You know, one Are of them. Are they gay? One of them is currently <laughs> giggling. Um, the, is there like is there like fireflies around the meadow? And, it's and would we hour? not believe our eyes if ten million of them? Okay, Fuck! I don't know the next lyric. I, was <laughs> I know. Um, no, they don't see you yet, and the the ambient noise from the current of the river. I'd like to. <laughs> they don't hear you. They don't see you. They don't know you're there yet. Uh oh. So Val says uh oh, and then slowly starts backing up towards Stephanie in in the brush. Back to the brush. Okay. Yeah. So do we want to? Uh. Do you want to do the thing where Ellie's the the badass in charge, and we order no. them to no? Because what if the real one is there? Um, we could just hide in the sacks, I guess. I was trying to think of something cooler to do, but... I mean, so are we going to hide in the sacks and then inchworm our way up the hill? No, she means stay inside the cart while the guards go in the fort. Oh, that would make more sense. Okay, never mind, JK, LOL. (laughs) So we do that? I mean, the alternative is just saying, like, hey, guys, can we hitch a ride to the fort? Like, I mean, that might also be cute. You know what? No, let's hide, because then there's, like... What if they're like one of us coughs or farts and then it's like what was that? Oh, I mean, we Val- established we've, we've established that Val is farting all the time, always with the exhaust pipe. Yeah, <laughs> smells Wait, like weed. It smells like old weed. <laughs> That's the sound of Val farting. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way it still smells like weed. It has been months. That's a lot we've, of weed. It smells a lot of weed in there. You've I exhausted mean, all the resin. Maybe. So tell me how this is going to look. Well, I can go first. What I'm going to do is I'm going to flop onto the ground and I'm going to slither like a snake perfectly over to the cart. Okay. And then I'm going to slither up the side and into the bag. Okay. Um, It looks like a SpongeBob cutaway scene where like <laughs> suddenly I change shape for no reason. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. What are you doing with the stuff that's in the bag? I eat it all. I went into the apple bag and suddenly I'm full of apples. Now that you're a snake, you kind of just open your jaw and. Yeah. And so I open my jaw, eat all the apples, and I just look like anal beads now. Mm. <sighs> Oof. Okay. So while uh, Jared is slithering like a snake. What, when he slithers like a snake through the tall grass or whatever towards the, the cart, mm-hmm. Val's probably three feet behind him, just walking. Okay. I'm just following him to the cart. Chunk, chunk, chunk. <laughs> Normal robot steps. 
Not even like trying to be quiet. Oh, no. It's like you're trying to do the Mission Impossible theme while I'm like trying to be covert in the grass. Like, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm like in a volume of two. Yeah. Also, Val's like tiptoeing, not just walking, doing like the. the yeah, like. Like that kind of tiptoeing. Okay. What's happening? I just walk over to the cart <laughs> and there's like brush or whatever next to the cart, right? Of course. Okay. I'm going to dump the oats in there and make it look like they're, you know, hidden. They're not okay. there. Sure. Uh, Val, which sack do you grab? The what You said there was apples, which is taken. Mm-hmm. Oats, a couple the, bags of oats, and then the, the, the cardboard milk. Probably not that one because. Oh, but that would be funny though. Yeah, but you're not supposed to dunk your computer into a tank of water. <laughs> you should have been faster to the sacks. What can I tell you? <laughs> Gotta have better sack speed. Fuck. I mean, mm. that is kind of why I didn't do the milk one, because I thought that it would be kind of funny. You could just throw them all into your chassis, right? Do I need a uh, I need a new voice line that says, you guys suck? You need one that says, I got, like that. You need one that says, got milk. Got milk. Ooh. <laughs> And then got, it's got Val milk? just carries this milk for like the rest of the adventure and it's like soured and like doesn't Ew, smell like weed gross. anymore. I mean, it'd be pretty funny if you put like 30 cartons of milk in your chassis right now. What if, how much how much time do we have? They're also having enjoying their picnic, right? They're having a delightful picnic. Okay. Uh, so, they're also, they're right now they're having a tickle fight. Okay. Oh, see? Good. See? They're so see? happy. It's okay. great. So... Jared had a way of getting into the apple sack very quickly in a cartoonish don't check sure. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, same I'm with everybody snake. else. So like you you think that like there would be some urgency like we need to quickly hide before we, we were discovered. Mm-hmm. So Val goes to do that and then notices all of the individual cartons of chocolate milk realizes that uh, Val did not finish their conversation with the horses up front. So sort of like a double whammy of I'm going to empty out this thing so I can fit in there. But also I'm going to make some new friends along the way. Like we mm-hmm. all love to Val, all was, Val is going to open up the thing and, and, ha- and take out one singular chocolate milk carton, mm-hmm. close the thing. And then tonk, 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 whoop, jumps out of the cart, walks around the cart to the front, offers up the chocolate milk carton to the first horse and says, hello. Do we presume you do this with every carton of milk and every horse? Every single one, yes. Okay, so we're going to fast forward through that. Um, do you keep any of the milk? Because there's only four horses, and there's a lot of milk. So now, if we're flashing forward, the uh-huh. horses drank the milk. Don't check. Okay. But obviously, they didn't eat the cartons. So now there's just a random pile of empty milk cartons strewn about within, a, I'd say, a 20-foot radius of where the horses are. So, like, because Val's is like a dumb robot, right? So, like... Feed the horse the milk and then, whang, like chucks the milk carton kind of far. Oh, you at so least throw not... it away. You don't just drop it on the ground. Yeah, because yeah, I was yeah, gonna yeah, say yeah. at that point, if we're trying to like hide, if the people come in to like take their cart, they're gonna be like, "Hey, wasn't one of the sacks full of that milk? And why is the milk now on the you ground?" You know what? You're you're very right. So rookie of the year <laughs> pitch the the empty milk cartons over the hill. Okay, that's what okay. happens. So now all the all the milk cartons are gone. Okay. The horses are uh, uh, full of nutrition. And gassy. And, and they're kind of gassy, too. Val's made some friends. Okay. I assume. So, mission accomplished, really. Yeah, really. I mean, I can go home now. Val's, Val's done with their mission. And, then Val, and now Val goes back into the cart and then okay. hides. Yeah. So, everybody has to roll a stealth check, but you can do so with advantage since they weren't looking. 
just to make sure you don't hide like an asshole. I already got a 21. Okay. I rolled a five. Uh-huh. 18. And then I rolled a 17. So everybody passed. It was a very low check. I wanted to make sure nobody crit failed. If you crit failed, we would have had a problem. But uh, no, you're all good. You make it into these sacks. We'll say um, you take turns like tying each other up, like back kind of like sealing them up. So like Stephanie ties Jared's sack and then Ellie ties Stephanie's and then Val ties Ellie's and then Val can do their own from the inside because they're a robot and they can do that that math. It's true. Um, and so you uh, now in these burlap sacks taking the place of various goods, wait a couple minutes until the four picnicking gravers get back up and they brush themselves off and they put their weapons back on and put their helmets back on and reapproach the cart and they're joshing each other back and forth. They're doing a Zoolander gasoline fight? No, they're, they're just like, you can never beat me at field hockey. Well, we'll find out on Saturday, won't we? Uh-huh. You know, just having a having a good old time. Uh, they they clamber back into the carts. You hear one of them say that it was nice to have a break uh, before arriving at the fort, at Fort Fate. And they start uh, shimmying up the hill here in this cart. You're all kind of bouncing around in the back. Uh, you know, it's one of those one of these moments where you're just, uh, you know. Um, and you approach the the imposing stone gates of Fort Fate. And through this, through your burlap lodgings, um, you can you can sort of see out like you can kind of just make out what's happening. Uh, you don't have like a perfect view because, you know, you're, you're in a sack, but there's enough, you know, holes in the burlap that you can kind of see what's happening here so you can tell that the the cart trudges up this hill and then pulls up to a a gate where you hear several guards talk to these these four uh gravers in the cart and kind of say you know uh you know uh uh, state state your names and they all they all say their names their names are bartleby uh Clyde, Out there, Bartleby, Bartleby, <laughs> Clyde, L- Linden, and Lint Liquor, and and Hank. We just had a Hank and oh. uh, Zeal, Zeal, and Zeal. Um, not related to <laughs> Seal, but um, you know, still enjoys Seal's music. Seal's so, being real zealous today. They make it through the check. The guards let them through. These these guards are expected here in Fort Fate. And the the heavy stone doors of this fort open up, and you amble in here, amble uh, amble into the fort, and uh, through the sacks you can kind of see what's happening here. As you enter, you see similar scenes of what you saw the very first time you visited Remedy Part Two. Uh, you see people being pushed around and put to work, people being forced into combat training, people being punished when they don't perform the task up to the graver's satisfaction. You see somebody get punched in the stomach for swinging a swinging a sword wrong. The difference here at Fort Fate, though, is the sheer amount of gravers. Uh, security is much tighter here than it was back in Remedy, where you were able to trick the bumbling Gary and Jerry during your previous rescue efforts. Uh, I mean, also- they didn't also like they didn't check the bag, so I don't know how tight it is. There's probably mm. just more of them. Sure, there's more of them, and they 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 look meaner also. Um, there's also the sheer amount of. They're probably prisoners. just hungry. That's why they were bringing. You know, like, they're waiting the, on their apples and their know. milk. It's, it's lunchtime. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, 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 the frolicking guards at the meadow, did they look mean too? Uh, you now know, they, they do maybe like that's, it's their, their yeah, mass. they weren't in cause they had to go back to work. Their break is over. Yeah. They were, they were on break and you're a different person on break. Mm-hmm. So, uh, also the difference here is the sheer amount of prisoners. You've only just come through the gate, but you can tell by how far this fort expands out that there are far more than just the few hundred Remedians you were looking for being held here. Uh, this seems to be a major hub 
for prisoners, and you definitely notice a lot more uh, combat training happening here than anything else. So as you take in this scene and start to wonder just what in the Sam heck you're going to do about it here from your sex, you see one of the gravers who was currently harassing uh, a captive man wielding a sword, uh, the same graver that just punched this guy in the stomach. He's kind of pushing him around and he's laughing. Suddenly this graver stops and stands at full attention. And the other gravers near him notice this and quickly do the same thing. Uh, they all cease the activity except standing straight up in a uh, formation. And after a moment, you notice the reason for this as a stout human man in a luxurious red suit with gold trim and sporting a full, thick red beard comes around a nearby corner, strolling confidently as if he owns the joint. He walks up to the waiting gravers, seemingly inspecting their armor, but in kind of a shitty casual way, like pushes his finger up against one of their shoulder pads for like a speck and kind of like flicks it away. Um, at one point he stops and checks himself out and the reflection of one of their chest pieces kind of scratches his beard and then looks around at all the gravers and he says, are we all good out here? And the graver says, uh, yes, artificer. Yes, yes, we're good. Thank you. Thank you so much for the inspection. And the artificer says, well, that's good to hear then. And then oh, he, no. he oh, no. looks away uh, off screen to somebody we can't see and goes, well, let's move on to the next group then. And from around a corner, from off screen, you're peeking through your sacks. You hear a voice say, sure thing. And <gasps> a robot that looks Shit. a fucking lot like Val uh -oh. rambles up into the scene. And the artificer says, Come on, weapon. We got a lot of folks to inspect today. This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenotstalgianetwork.com for more. Avatar The Last Airbender is more than just a show. It's a conversation of growth. Of trauma. Of culture. Of intention. And of change. The Mamas and the Appas is a weekly conversational podcast from the Nostalgia Network dedicated to discussing the Avatar universe as folklore, episode by episode. I'm Eric Lefebvre. I'm Dr. Amber Jones. And I'm Jessica Tercero. Join us weekly as we dig into all things Avatar and Korra, including Uncle Iroh's hot bod versus his war criminal history. Avatar Aang's well-meaning cultural revisionism versus Zuko's performance of toxic masculinity. How ultimately Katara is the savior and the hero of the story. Find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Nostalgia Network.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.